1: already have, and you could make a few small changes to get yourself on that path to wellness. In my course, I'll show you how to detox each and every room of your house and create a healthy home environment. Oh, I cannot wait to get going with today's episode. Um, with Sean, we've got best party food ever. And let me, I'm going to go away for just a moment so I can read this. Shandi is the founder of Show Me Healthy Living. She loves to feel her best every day and have sustained energy so she can experience more life. For nearly three decades, she has researched, studied, and practiced the healing power of food and has been teaching kids and adults how to eat more real food at every meal. She is a healthy living coach, a certified uh, fermentationist, and real food chef. And she's living proof that implementing simple healthy habits promotes optimal health and well-being. Her mission is to teach families all over the world how to get back into their kitchens and create easy whole food meals in 30 minutes and walk them through simple steps to feel their best so they can experience more life. I couldn't be more excited to have you on our summit or our happy happy holidays today. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. This is so exciting.
2: And this is the next best thing to all of you being right here in my kitchen with me. And we are going to literally show you how easy it is to create yummy party food with real food in little time.
1: I absolutely love it. And you know what we're going to do here? Because I want people to see you. So we've got yeah. the best food. I'm going to hide that, make us a little bit bigger. And what I might do, since I'm talking, let me see when you talk, Shondi, if you go big on me. Okay. How's that? Nope. Today? Nope. Okay. Nope. It did not. I wanted to try to make you big. Let's see. How about now? Nope. Nope. Let's see. no nope. You're big. I'm big, but I want you to be big. Okay, this is as good as we get. (laughs) And as you're joining in with us, everybody, um, boy, I got a lot of feedback there for a moment. Um, As you're joining in, make sure you comment where you're watching from. And if you've got questions, roll them on the ticker. We will ask Shawnee as we um, keep rolling through.
3: I made a mistake of not eating before this segment? So if I'm like drooling over here, don't mind me, okay?
2: (laughs) I'll just pass you one right over, okay? Okay. So um, let's start right off with um, making something that's super simple that you can, you know, again, take to a gathering or just have it, you know, if you're not going anywhere, have it at home. And these are what I call... Um, holiday powerballs so one of the recipes that I have made with kids and families for years I' call them powerballs so I tweaked them a little bit for the holidays put in some cranberries so these and again these are using like all whole food ingredients and one of the reasons I became a certified fermentationist is because I had my I had a whole um, just episode of where my my whole digestive system shut down. And so I had to go through learning how to rebuild my gut and understanding how important that all the bacteria in there. And that's why, you know, um, Hippocrates said all disease begins in the gut. So if that is true, that means all healing begins here. And so in my journey to do that, that's how, that's what led me to that. And so um, I've just been able to show people how you take a, a lot of really good food and you you can put it together so that your 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 gut bacteria not only will um be balanced but that affects everything else our brain our mood you know our sleep everything is so everything's so connected as we know and that's what i love about being part of the series is you're covering the whole thing, not just one thing, because there is no one thing to having good health. And there are multiple little things. But as we do them and practice them daily, they just become automatic, like brushing our teeth. And that's when we like we get this, the light bulb goes off, we wake up one morning, we're rested, we have energy, and everything starts to flow. And so these um, holiday balls, you just mix a bunch of stuff in the food processor, and then you put them you put the dough in the refrigerator for 30 minutes, then you get it out and you roll it into balls and then roll it into um, shredded coconut. And then we're just going to take a um, a chocolate chip or a carob chip or a cacao chip, um, whichever you use. And we're going to just put on the top of these. And You can just see how beautiful these power balls are. And the reason why I brought up fermentation is one of the things that our ancestors always did was that they soaked things um, overnight, and um, what happens is that um, releases the anti-nutrients and it neutralizes them. And anti-nutrients are one of the things that are, as human beings, we have a hard time digesting. You know, because we have um, over twenty feet of small intestine and five to eight feet of large intestine. So our food has to go a long ways, right? And there's lots of places where it can get stuck in there and cause havoc. So um, there's um, nuts in this uh, holiday recipe. There's cashews and sesame seeds and chia seeds and pecans and you, or walnuts, I'm sorry, and you can substitute any nuts you want, but you soak them and that makes it easier for the body to digest. So anyways, hands-on time to make these is, what do I have on my recipe? Um, Hands-on time is 30 minutes. It's about 15 minutes to mix everything up, you put it in the fridge, you come back, you roll them into these beautiful balls and you have just a a beautiful party um, dish. So um, and that taste of cranberry in there is so holiday-ish. And so and again, uh, so one of the things I teach people is it really matters how our food was produced, where how was produced, what is the source? And um, I'll just take cranberries, for instance. So typical dried cranberries that you buy at the store not only have added sugar, that sugar is most likely um, if it just says sugar, it's from genetically modified sugar beets, which are just not good for any any part of our health. I'll just sum it up in that. And then they also um, usually have oil, sunflower, you know, some kind of oil added to them. So you want to make sure that you look for dried cranberries that are sweetened with fruit juice. And um, that is just, again, that's one of one of the things that I love about, you know eating real food is that, um, you don't get a lot of the buildup of inflammation and you know little, little nagging health issues you know, that we all um, have as we go through life, and especially as we age and especially as women with our hormones, um, you know, all over the place, from our childbirth years into perimenopause and menopause, It's, it's really important that we look at what's in our food. And, uh, you know, for instance, the other day, I was just driving, driving, driving my car through the grocery store, right? And this amazing, beautiful pumpkin pie caught my eye. And it was like, you know, like Naomi said, just made my mouth water. And so I went over and looked at the ingredients. And I tell you what, once I got to the end of that list, I suddenly it was not appealing to me anymore because, you know, and how I started this 30 years ago is why I had three little kids that were all really sick with their own issues. And so that was the first thing that I did was I just decided, okay, I'm gonna try this for one year I don't think it's going to work. I don't think food's going to make that much of a difference. You know, I grew up on the standard American diet, but I was sick my whole life growing up. And so but I just didn't connect food to health because it just, you know, my mom, bless her heart, she did the best she could, but she just didn't know. And so I started experimenting and I, I took out all the processed food. And I started just get, you know, using real food ingredients. And I just how I started going to the store because going to the store can be overwhelming. And that's why I think so many people just throw their hands up. And all I did was I followed two rules. If the list was really long of ingredients, it just went back. And my Mm -hmm. second rule was if there was too many things in there that I couldn't pronounce, it went back. And and that's how I started on this journey, you know, and, and since then, and I'm actually um, studying right now to get my PhD in holistic nutrition, because it's just, you know, one thing after another has led me to more and more education. The it, And it's one of those things that the more you learn, the more exciting it gets. It doesn't really get to be, um, you know, like a big overwhelming thing, like there's nothing good to eat, you know, you get, because there's so many good things to eat, so... Anyways, um, that and that, that's the first thing I want to show you is just the holiday balls, super simple. Second one is making your own homemade cranberry sauce. I can't believe this is one of those things that once you make it, you're like, why haven't I been doing that for 20 years? This is so simple.
1: And Shonda, you're we're going to post up the recipes, right? This, um, so the recipe in the, the free recipe
2: that I'm giving out, I'm actually, we're going to make it next is the Christmas hummus. And that is in the freebie. And then all the rest of these recipes are um in they're either on my website as part of my membership program or I have I put a bundle together called Holiday Fuel for a Healthier You oh, and it has um it's a 75 page ebook with tutorial videos on how to make your own pumpkin puree in 20 minutes hands on time 20 minutes hands on time and um just lots and lots of recipes so they will all be in there um okay. perfect but so I'm going to bring you over here. I have some, this is just water and local raw honey. And the reason why I use local raw honey and I encourage people to use honey from where they live is it not only helps with your with seasonal allergies, it, it really is um, beneficial to your immune system to eat honey produced close to where you live. So this is honey that is produced um, less than an hour from where I live. And so you can see here, this is starting to boil. It's just water. Is just a, um, a cup of water and a half a cup of honey. Now you can make it sweeter. I love the tartness of cranberries. And so I try to, I tend to make it on the um, more tart side, but you can add a little bit more honey if you want. And once this comes to a boil, you have your fresh cranberries here ready to go. And now that this is boiling, I'm just going to turn the heat down a little bit, pour the cranberries in. And literally in 10 minutes or less, we are going to start hearing the cranberries go. Pop, pop, pop like popcorn, and, and then um, what you can do from there is you can either um, pulse it in a food processor or a blender if you want it more smooth, or if you want to leave it chunky, you just let it cool off, put it in a glass container, and put it in the fridge, and it's ready. So it's one of those great things you can make a few days before. Um, Thanksgiving, you know, I like to walk people through that week before Thanksgiving because all of a sudden, you know, you get to Monday and you're like, "How am I going to do all this?" And you're staying up all hours of the night, and then your sleep gets off, and then you're eating the wrong foods because you're trying to stay awake, right? And um, and then you throw in um, Christmas cards or whatever else, you know, going <laughs> going to get the Christmas tree, um, and it and I think that's why. Um, as we were talking all together, everyone on um, healthy or happy, healthy holidays, we were talking about how, you know, it's really up to women to make holidays happen. And so we put so much pressure on ourselves. And one of the things that I encourage families to do is get your kids in the kitchen, get your family, whatever your family looks like, get them in the kitchen with you, give them something to do. And, you know, these cranberries, you can just you could even have somebody just stir them every. Every couple minutes until they pop. But um, so now I want to I want to show you the uh, recipe that you can take to any party, and people are going to be asking you for this recipe. And it's so so simple. I call it Christmas hummus because it's bright red um, from the beets that are in this um, hummus, and of course the base is chickpeas. And of course you can you know start from the dry beans, soak them overnight. You can even sprout them, you know, another day. What I love about soaking and sprouting is it literally takes less than five minutes of total, like the whole time, because you're, I just rinse them before, if I'm going to sprout something, I rinse them when I get up and come in the kitchen, you know, whatever time that is in the morning. And then whatever time before I go to bed, I just come back in the kitchen and say, okay, who, anybody here need to be rinsed and, you know, or soaked. And I just kind of think ahead just a tiny bit. And that's all, um, that's all it takes. But um, for the the ease of getting ready to go to a party, I have some canned uh, garbanzo beans. So whether they're called garbanzo beans or chickpeas, same thing. And and just some key things you can look for, of course, organic means you're not gonna get um, pesticides in your food. And then the non-GMO symbol, which is the butterfly, and this is a third party company that comes in and verifies that there's no genetically modified ingredients in this food. And those are just like extra um, insurance stamps for me. And, uh, but there's a couple of different brands that both use that. So you just drain your chickpeas really good. And then here's just an extra step that is fun, especially if you have kids that want to help. So the chickpeas have these little skins on the outside. I was about to ask. <laughs> and so um, you can leave them on. It will just make a coarser, thicker dip. Um, and, but if you do have any kind of digestive problems, it's going to be easier for your body if without these, um, skins. So what I do is I don't get anal about it because that's cooking no fun. And I just put them in a bowl of water. I will set the timer for one minute and I will just sit here and just kind of squeeze these and Mm -hmm. see, and then the skins are going to float to the top and, then I just take my hands like this at the end of that 30 seconds to a minute. And you can see already just in a few seconds, I already have. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. that's
3: so much easier than what I've done in the past. I've literally <laughs> been doing one at a time. And I was like, oh, screw this. I don't know how yeah. time to
2: be like <laughs> It can be very discouraging because, yeah. And so I'll just kind of, I just make a pile here on the counter right next to me as I'm doing this. And um, again, this is a really fun way. Kids love to play with food. Get them in here and get them experiencing this. Uh, you know, I I do a program with kids called Best School Year Ever. And we make a crazy cookie dough and garbanzo beans are in the crazy cookie dough. And they're like the secret ingredient that you can't, you know, you can't believe that's in there. And kids have so much fun. I, we will, um, at the YMCA, we will line up kids with bowls down the whole table and, and give them each, um, you know, some to get the skins off and they love it. And anytime you can get kids involved um or grandkids, they're much more likely to try something if they had a part, even a small part in that. And I'm just going to scoot over here and just kind of give these, um, you can see here the cranberries are starting to get hot, the bubbles are gathering around them, and uh, and I can hear a couple of them starting to pop. You probably won't hear it because I'm such a big mouth, so, um, <laughs> but some of them are starting to pop already. I'll just keep letting that go. Anyway, so you can see here, just in our talking, that's what I got out. Oh, wow. Oh, got my so, and then I'm just gonna go over here and rinse these really quick, I mean, drain them.
1: I love her camera setup to see. Everyone. I know. I was
3: like, this is so cool.
1: So
2: then these just go right into your food processor. And then next we have some beets. So my, of course you can bake beets. You know, if you're home on a cold winter, you know, weekend, it's really fun to just get, put a bunch of root vegetables on, you know, on a pan and you can roast them and then just have them for future things. But for um, partying and doing something quicker, the brand that I love, you can see it's got here the organic and the non-GMO symbol on it, but it's called mm-hmm. Love Beats. And they, um, if you are um, accessible to a Costco, they usually sell a big package of them, a big container of them. But I I just like to keep some on hand in the wintertime so I can always just pull these out, they're, you know, they're baked and peeled, ready to go. So I'm just going to put the beets right in here. And then we're going to add a clove of minced garlic. And some lemon juice, some olive oil, and then just a little bit of seasoning. If you like it to have a little kick, you can put in um, a shake or two of cayenne. And, again, you can leave these out as well. Uh, A little bit of paprika. And then salt is another one of those ingredients. And all of my seasonings, um, regular seasonings at the store, they're – Irridated, which means, or irradiated, which means they go through um, a radiation process, which is supposed to kill any bad bacteria. Unfortunately, it also kills the good stuff that's in there. And so Frontier brand makes, they have a whole line of non-irradiated spices. And you can tell a big difference. Like if you just take your basic spice from, a store and then one of theirs, theirs is much richer. The flavor is so much better. And um, I can't see our, here's our cranberries. They're starting to get a little bit um, more bubbles there. And I'm just going to give them.
1: Shondi, have you ever used essential oils to flavor with?
2: You know, I have not. I use essential oils for, you know, other things. Um, in, on my body and oil pulling and, and, you know, for on the gut and, you know, mm-hmm. all the different, um, pressure points and stuff, but I've not used, um, essential oils in cooking.
1: Okay. I was just curious. Cause like I, I did the first time I ever used them in cooking, I used them in a, we were entertaining. And so I had a, I think it was like a 10 pound roast. Uh-huh. And I added just two drops of basil and two drops of rosemary in there and it added such a nice flavor to the meat. It was wonderful.
2: Well, I know that people um, use them and I, I just, I need to experiment more myself, but that's a great tip, you know, and the, it's the same. I think they have the same pop. ability to make something pop like fresh herbs because, you know, um, Fresh herbs are just wonderful, but, you know, I mean, dried herbs are more concentrated, so you need less of them, but they, uh, same with the essential oils, you know? And so, yeah, thank you for that. I will have, definitely have to, um, experiment there. And then, um, so the other thing that I, and I have a link to this on my website, this, unfortunately, you know, this is a, a sea salt called Colima sea salt, and it is from a company that they don't have any microplastics in their salt. So unfortunately our oceans now are filled with microplastics. And so we are eating that way too much. It's in, you know, from, it can be in water bottles, but it can also be in in our salt. And so this is a really pure salt. And um, so I'm just gonna put a couple pinches of that in here. And I think that is it. Let me just check
3: What about the Redmond salt. Do
2: you ever use that brand? I don't. I have heard of that brand. I don't know much about it. Um, the you know Frontier has a Himalayan sea salt. I just wow. um, encourage people to use a high quality salt. I know there's a salt called real salt that people use.
3: Yes, it's real salt. I think it's the real salt. Sorry. Yeah.
2: And um, but I have not. I have not researched that company, Um, but okay, so here's, you can see they're really bubbling now. Most of them have popped. Now I've heard them, and you can also take your spoon and just kind of push down and you can feel, I can feel that all these cranberries have popped now. So I'm just gonna take this off the heat and You see how easy that was? (laughs) And then it just cools off. And then you've got homemade cranberry sauce. I also have a recipe with one that uses orange juice and dates. And it's amazing. Um, You can even make a a raw cranberry sauce that hasn't been heated. Um, And I also have a, a probiotic cranberry sauce where you ferment it on your counter for a couple of weeks and, Um, it's fun because we have all these different cranberry sauces during the holidays and they're so fun to put on so many things and um, they all taste a little bit different, but nothing like the cranberry sauce that comes out of the can. And in fact, the the pumpkin puree last year, I did a big um, holiday um, workshop in Las Vegas and I was in a kitchen probably four times the size of mine. It was amazing, but we had, all things going, but what I did is I did a taste test and I had three different pumpkin purees for people to try. And then they had to, um, to guess who, which one was the which, which one was out of a can, which one was out of a carton. And because they put some now in a, in a cardboard carton and then mm-hmm. which one was homemade. And it was amazing to see one person after another that could actually taste the metal taste from the can mm-hmm. in the pumpkin puree. And so they knew right away which one was from the can. And, and it was just really interesting, but same thing with, with cranberry sauce, just so easy to do. So we've got all of our ingredients in here, and now all we need to do is, <laughs> is blend it up. So I'm just gonna let this go a minute. <laughs>
3: So hungry like it, it's, <laughs> kill, it's killing me
1: <laughs> that looks amazing that nice bright red color i've oh never would have thought of putting beet in the hummus.
3: i saw a new brand at my co-op and i haven't tried it because i'm thinking about beet that's probably one of the only vegetables that hit or miss i like the beet salad
1: i like to things but i know they're so good for us I actually but, like beets. When we're juicing, I'm always adding beets into my. I
3: pizza. try that, and I will buy even like when I go somewhere i'll get the beet juice, and it tastes like dirt to me, Amy. I can't get
2: over it. <laughs> well, some is a you know on the side, so you'll just want to stop it. But you can see the beautiful, rich color that we have here. Look at me, like
3: leaning in, like I'm going to taste here. <laughs> I know that. Oh,
2: good. Right? So um, good. Yeah, I mean, come on over. We will feast.
1: Let <laughs> it run. Beet and celery and apples and a lime
3: is amazing thing with that. Or maybe a lime would be helpful. Yes, a remember. lime it's or something like gert. Like I just can't get over that. But I like, like I love goat cheese and beet salads. Like oh. I love it that way. Like yeah. it's weird, like the things that I like, but other, and I know they're so good for me. So I'm excited for this hummus So
2: Yeah, and that, that's what's great because, you know, there are certain combinations of food that we have likes or strong likes or strong dislikes for. And that's what I love about real food is that you can, you can interchange so many different flavors. And, you know, that's why I tell people, um, people say, well, I can't eat this nut. And I'll say, you just put in a different one, you know, it, it's yeah. okay. You leave it out. And, but I just wanted to show you. So I cut up these vegetables, of course, a couple of hours ago, and you can see how they look kind of dry. And yeah. so, easy tip: you just throw a couple of um, ice cubes in here and fill it with water, and let it sit. let these carrots sit in the bowl. I'll do the same with the celery, ice cube, for about five minutes, and it will just liven them right up. Just can put it I in- ask why
3: the ice cube? Because I mean, I'll I'll cut my veggies ahead of time and just put them in mason jars with water.
2: Yeah, the ice just makes it go faster. That's oh, all. Okay. It just just that ice water, just giving it that cold water um, shock, shall we say? Yep. And so so now the fun part, of course, is putting this platter together. And one of the, you know my number one tip for any party. Is that you want to fill half of your plate with raw food, and that um, number one, it's going to keep you from overeating the things that are way too high in carbs and fat. And those are the same type of foods that um, you know drive inflammation, drive um, our blood sugar to be all over the place. And they also, you know, when we eat, you know, and of course, holiday is all about fatty and carb food, right? I mean, let's just face it. So. That's one of the that's one of the easiest ways to not a not overeat, but b not overeat the wrong kind of food. So um, just half your plate full of raw veggies. So with that said, when I'm creating this platter, what I'm going to do, I'm going to show you right here. So I'm going to put this hummus in a bowl. So you can see just how beautiful that looks, right? And so I've got this holiday platter here, and I've got some um, tortilla chips, some sweet potato crackers, but then the rest of this platter is going to be filled with a variety of raw veggies to dip in. So if I'm going to a party, I just, you know, tell myself I'm just going to take, you know, a small handful of either chips or crackers, and then I'm done. And if I'm going back for seconds, it's going back for more veggies. And and you know what you if when you really get involved in the good conversation that is there at you know any gathering, then you are enjoying your food way, way more and you're going to eat less. You know, it's not it's about the food, but it's really not, you know, <laughs> because it's, it's the connection. It's the human connection that really is what is going to help a help your food digest better and it just makes you feel more satisfied and so it like takes this healthy food and it just works a little miracle in your body you know your body knows exactly what to do with it so then I'm just going to line I've got um, some cucumbers and red peppers I'm just going to line this platter and I know you guys can't really see it I'm going to move this over here then I'm going to drain these carrots (laughs) Throw them on
1: here. Is that a is that a um what do I want to call it? The appliance behind you, dehydrator, a a dehydrator.
2: Yes, that is. That
3: is. I've been eyeing that one up.
2: (laughs) I love my dehydrator. Like I grew a bunch of um, herbs this summer and dehydrated a bunch of them, so I have so many. You know, from chives and. Like Mm -hmm. overripe bananas, you do banana slices. I mean, it's just so easy because you just throw it in there and you go to bed, you know, or you throw it in there and you go about your day and things take, you know, anywhere from a few hours to 24 hours. But again, it's hands off. Right. So it's um, that's what I love about dehydrators. So you can just see this beautiful platter. And I had a jicama. I don't, I'm not sure if the audience is familiar with jicama, but it kind of looks like a flying saucer potato. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. a brown skin. I had one and I cut into it and it was brown all the way through it. So unfortunately that happens sometimes, but it's supposed to be white inside. It's a vegetable. If you have um, finicky anybody in your family to vegetables and people get tired of carrots and ranch, you know, like you've got to liven it up. That's what I love about this. And, you know, try but jicama is a white crunchy vegetable. It doesn't have a lot of flavor. It just get, picks up the flavor of whatever you dip in it, but it has an amazing crunch and kids love it. So we, mm-hmm. we serve it all the time at the YMCA. But as you can see, this is just a beautiful, um, you know, rainbow with, a, a, a you know, a few chips on the end, right? And again, going back to chips and crackers, it goes back to the ingredients. You just want to make sure, you know, you turn the package around, and um, and look as you know what the ingredients are. As you can see, this is a really short list of ingredients, and they're all things I can pronounce. So it's like win-win. These are sweet potato crackers. They are gluten-free. They have our beautiful non-GMO symbol at the top, so the extra again our extra stamp of insurance. And then for the chips. Um, My favorite brand is, uh, there's lots of good ones out there, but I love late July. And this particular chip has chia, flax, millet, quinoa, amaranth. It's just, you know, a nice variety, multigrain chip and kids love it. I've tested it on hundreds of them and they love these chips as well. And so that is, uh, one of my favorite things. I take it to, uh, My dentist and chiropractor and acupuncturist, they like every year, they're like, so are you bringing me some more of that hummus? (laughs) um, Anyways, but um, super, super simple. As you can see, it took us, what, 10 minutes to make that dip. And, you know, you may think cutting up vegetables takes a lot of time, but here's my trick. You just crank up some of your favorite tunes and in 10 minutes, you've got a whole variety of vegetables cut up. Yeah. and it really doesn't take a lot of time it's just that we are so used to being um having convenience food at our fingertips like everywhere we go and so we we've literally been talked out of our kitchen pushed out of our kitchen and if that was a good thing um because i'm i'm all for saving time right but if that was a good thing then our health would reflect it and unfortunately it does not as you know the you know the numbers are just staggering from obesity to Chronic illness, and that's why um, what we put on the end of our fork really does matter. And you know, it determines you know our digestion determines our energy. Our digestion determines our sleep. And so, when we consider all these things, getting back in the kitchen really is um, an investment in how we want to feel from day to day.
1: I love that. And there's so many tips that we can do to help ensure that we eat those, you know, home cooked meals that are so much better for us. And I think, you know, over this last year, a lot of us are forced to do that. You know, as restaurants got closed down and, you know, we've kind of rediscovered being back in the kitchen. So what a, what a blessing that is for
2: sure. Exactly. And, you know, for those that have really taken that challenge and you're right, Amy, and some really have, and some have noticed a big difference in, you know, um, how they feel. And then there are others that have, you know, you just see the cars wrapped around, you know, the fast food restaurants. And unfortunately, and, and I'm not saying never do that. I'm just saying when we do that, occasionally our body knows how to detox those toxins right out. But when it's a regular habitual part of our weekly eating it, our body just, it can't. And so then, you know, infections start, we become our immune system gets, um, <clears throat> lower to the point where, <clears throat> excuse me, that we are more susceptible to picking up, you know, viruses and, and um, all of, just all kinds of things. And so that's why I say, you know, there's, there's um, you were talking about this last night, you know, it's okay not to eat like this a hundred percent of the time, but I guarantee you, if you eat like this long enough, this is how you're going to want to eat because your body actually, your palate is going to shift. You know, if you're someone if your family eats a lot of convenience package, packaged foods, mm-hmm. then your palate is, that's what it wants, right? And so you have to give this food a little bit of time mm-hmm. and experiment a, l- a little bit and you'll notice that your palate's going to shift and mm-hmm. that other food is not going to taste so good after a while. And then, but you're also going to notice a change in you know everything and how you feel and And we all know that if we're not feeling good, we don't want, we don't have the motivation to do the things that, you know, that we want to do. So we push ourselves to do the things we have to do, but we do that all the while feeling crappy.
1: Hey there, I wanted to take a minute to talk about the everyday products you are using in your home. Many of us are label hunting. They're examining every product in the house to make sure it's toxic free. And I totally understand, but hey, we're not all scientists and maybe we just want that easy button to help pick the right products. That's why I aligned with Young Living, a whole health and wellness company that has all the clean products you know, from essential oils to personal care products, makeup, supplements, items for kids and babies and the list goes on. Almost any everyday item you could think of using. And the best part is Young Living's products are seed to seal. They're backed by high quality standards. They're the leader in the industry and one of the only essential oil companies that have their own farms. I've been there. They're incredible. These are great natural products that you can use right at home. If you want to shop worry-free for home products, click my link in the show notes and see the quality products from Young Living. And,
2: um, and, and too many people like that, and, and especially women, as they age, they just kind of think, well, I'm getting older and they just chalk it up to, this is normal. And it's not normal. It's common. It's, it's very common. common today, but it is not normal. It um, is
1: not. And, and I, I, I <laughs> and I have discussed this numerous times. I think people have no idea how bad they feel. I really yeah. don't. Oh, it's, I agree. It's not until you can get onto the other side that you realize how poor you felt. And when you can just shift, even if you do two weeks, give your body two weeks of eating whole foods, you'll find your skin, your hair, everything is better. And and then you'll want, you'll want to have, you know, these whole foods versus um, the prepackaged stuff. But you've got to get through that that detox part, and you've got to get through the um, addiction part. You know, these processed foods have things added to them that make us addicted to them.
2: They do. They just, you, you just, you can't, and, and you, and then what happens is, is the, you are so addicted, but you don't see it as an addiction. You see it as a weakness and that you can't control. And it's really not your fault because this is a brain chemical reaction that happens right. in the body. A processed food, like they spend millions and millions of dollars to get the perfect combination of sugar, salt, and fat that creates that, um, where it turns off the switch in our brain that says we're satisfied. And it turns on the switch in our brain that says we haven't had enough. And so, you know, since the 1950s, the actual serving size, like of plates for a meal has increased four times and four times. And I mean, it is just, you know, I think back to when I was a kid, like, I don't know, we went through the McDonald's drive-thru maybe once a month, maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. and the drink size was like this, you know, the French fries were this little tiny bag and, you know, we were happy as a lark, but today, I mean, you look at the portion sizes all across the board and that's another thing that I tell people is, you know, if you are going to have something, make sure that, you know, like a size of a piece of meat shouldn't be more than the size of the palm of your hand or a credit card. It's about three ounces. That's what our colon can digest. And if we eat more than that at a sitting, that meat can stay in those intestines for over 20, like 24 to 72 hours. It is bad. And then Um, Because our colon just cannot move things along that quickly. And that's why eating, when you eat raw food, it has all the enzymes in it. And those enzymes help to digest everything cooked that we eat. And so eating um, enough raw food with your meal really does, it helps your digestion go so much smoother. So you know what happens then? That means your body's not spending energy to digest your food 12, 15 you know 24 hours later and it's focusing on what you talked about you guys mentioned earlier about the body can just naturally detox you know and when we start eating healthy we're going to feel good for a time and then all of a sudden the body's going to say hey it's time to clean house and we have to be patient because when that happens and it's trying to get rid of that swamp we just need to say you know, I always tell my husband, congratulations, you know, your body's doing its thing. You know, <laughs> and we kind of look at it as, you know, kind of cheer yourself on, like, woohoo, because the body's the miracle machine. It knows exactly what to do. And if we can just get through that cleanse, you know, get through that detox period, um, then we're going to feel so much better. And again, our palate is going to like the healthy foods. So I have another great recipe. that are called sweet potato st- stacks. Mm-hmm. And what, what I do is I just get some sweet potatoes, poke some holes in them, put them on a baking sheet, bake them for about an hour, depending on how, what size they are. And no, what, temperature. what'd temperature? you say? What temperature? 350. Okay. And, um, you can do it higher, but I don't like to cook with high heat whenever, if I don't have to. And, um, I leave the skin on the... The thing about the potato skins, you know, growing up, right? The rest of potatoes is all we ate and you always, you never ate the peel. And then to, to learn that um, most of the nutrients are either in the skin or right underneath the skin. So when we peel those off, we are losing so much of the nutrition. And so anyways, I just like to bake several of these for, the, and then I keep them, once they cool off, I put them in a glass bowl, a glass container and put them in the fridge. And they're so versatile, I have many recipes um, in my recipe library on my website for sweet potatoes because they're just amazing from nachos to sweet potato boats um, with oatmeal and berries in them for a breakfast, I mean, every meal of the day. But these sweet potato stacks, so I like to um, get the different colors of sweet potatoes and mix up the different colors. So I'm just slicing them and putting them on this tray. And then we're just going to decorate them so that they look nice and festive for our party time. And so what I have is this is my five minute pesto and I call it my five minute pesto because it takes five minutes to make. And if you look at, if you go to the store and this is what's so frustrating about pesto is that they cut corners because it's all about saving money. It's not about what's healthy for us. So whatever you read on the front is most likely not the real not the whole truth, right? They're they're telling you what they think you want to know to get you to purchase. But the real news is on the ingredient list. And so that's why understanding what's in your food and I just make it made it easy like I said earlier, if if you can't pronounce something just put it back because you know that's a chemical, you know that your body is that is not fuel for your body. And so Pesto is one of those foods that they, it's really hard to find a good pesto. And if you do, it's like way expensive. Yeah, And so you just make your own. I have, there's several different ways to make pesto, but this is just my, again, my um, five minute pesto. So, so easy. So I'm just gonna take and put a little bit on the top of these. You, you really
3: are killing me right now because sweet potatoes and pesto are two of my favorite things. Ever. <laughs> I'm like, my stomach is growling over here.
1: how good that looks. Oh.
2: Again, we're just, you know, presentation, you know, really does matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and a lot of times we, we don't, do a nice presentation because in our minds, that's a lot of effort. Right. And so that's another thing that I like to just keep it simple and show people how easy it is. Okay. And so, um, then we're just going to take some fresh avocado and I'm just going to add a couple, just a slice right on top without the avocado pit or stem there. Oh, and I think, you know what, before that, and then I've got some red peppers. You could also use sun-dried tomatoes. You could use um, roasted red peppers. These are just some fresh red peppers. Oh, and looks so good.
1: And what a, a better alternative with the sweet potato on the bottom yeah. instead of a cracker.
2: Instead of a cracker, exactly. I mean, sweet potatoes are... They have so many anti- antioxidants in them, and then you know your vitamin C, vitamin A. They're just great, especially during the winter. They are, um, they are, they are a starchy vegetable, but they are. It's not the starch, the type of starch that raises your blood sugar quickly, and so. But as you can see, look at how beautiful, I don't. You know, I only decorated these ones on the end, but isn't that going to be a beautiful platter? Yes. And, you know, and then if you wanted, you could also um, take and you could just drizzle just, you know, just for presentation wise, just a few drizzles of olive oil right on top. And um And again, you know, olive oil is another one of those in another one of those foods that if you buy olive oil and it's really yellow and it's in a clear plastic bottle, chances are it's mixed with other oils. Of course, they're not going to tell you that, but that's how they make their money. And um, that can go, you know, rancid in your body. You want to make sure you're buying a really high quality olive oil. Keep it in a dark bottle and keep a lid on it. And don't let the lid come stay off because. Oxidation is what basically runs everything that is real food, right? And um, okay, so we have time for another one. Go for it.
1: Okay. All right. So um, we're we're long. Let's go. Yeah.
3: Keep going because at this point, I'm just like gonna be just a pool over here of saliva (laughs) of drooling.
2: So right here on the stove, I have, um, and I have to, I have to put a plug out there for my husband. So I do these workshops, you know, uh, frequently, and, um, I will use every counter of my entire kitchen and bless his heart. He will come home and do every single dish for me, and wash it and clean it up. Like that's part of his routine of coming home from work. And so, um, But that's another way to get your family involved is, you know, like I'm usually the one putting the food away and then he's doing the dishes. If, you know, many hands make a little work is what I like to say. So get everybody involved. So one of my favorite, um, of course, one of favorite foods anytime is nachos. Right. So I and that's why I got a sweet potato nacho recipe that we eat uh, for the Super Bowl and other parties that we do. But I love, I love the nacho um, theme because it, there's so many varieties you can do, right? Like there's so many different combinations. So these are called apple nachos. I love taking them to parties and everybody just loves them. So you start with any kind of nut butter or uh, this is, happens to be sunflower seed butter. So if you have a nut allergy, you can have and you can have seeds, but you can use almond butter, peanut butter, cashew butter, anything you like. And again, you know, looking at the ingredients and your the peanut butter I grew up on was Jif. And like that was the best thing ever in my world. Right. And but now I, you know, as an adult, then once I got into this, I started looking at the ingredients and I was like, holy moly, why does peanut butter need sugar? Why does peanut butter need extra oil? Um, because the, there's already natural oils in nuts and seeds. And so a lot of times, you know, people will say, um, I just hate stirring up all that natural peanut butter because, you know, there's so much oil that gathers at the top. So here's my secret. You buy it, you bring it home and you turn it upside down until you open it. And then what happens is, is it's you can stir it up really, really quick. And um, And again, you just want to get you want to eat food. As close to its natural state as you possibly can and that's what's going to help your body do what it does naturally so we're just going to melt this nut butter till it's a little bit runny and I'm going to bring over here so oh I have it right here okay I already cut these apples up. I sliced them with a wedger, and then I put a little lemon juice on them. Obviously, I didn't put enough lemon juice because some of them are still turning brown a little bit, and then you just put these on your platter and spread them out. I'm going to take a few off.
1: What, What kind of apple are you using for that?
2: So, these are just a variety of organic apples. I have some Granny Smith. I have some um, Gala, I think. And then there's another one that I got. And I have never even heard of the name of it. You know, there's hundreds of varieties of apples. So, I just look, apples are on the dirty dozen list. So, I teach people to, you know, go to ewg.org and look at the dirty dozen list and the clean 15. If you can't afford to buy all organic, then at least focus on those dozen because those are the foods that have the most pesticides in them. Apples happen to be on that list. And so celery is on that list, spinach, strawberries, um, a lot of the foods that I eat on a daily basis. (laughs) And um, okay. So when you have something on the stove, don't turn away because then it could get too hot. And so this nut butter, the seed butter got too hot and chunked up. So I'm going to start over. (laughs) That's another thing that's great about cooking is you can always start over. And you can, you know, most of the time if something doesn't go exactly like you want it to, you can usually fix it with, you know, by doing something with it. So again, just put your heat on low heat. And so, I've got these apples spread out. I usually use a little bit bigger platter, um, but I'm going to use it. I've got my platters over there for something else I'm going to show you. And so, I'm just going to spread these out as good as I can. And then we've got, so then this is the fun part. We've got, I've got some chopped up um, pecans, almonds, I've got some chocolate chips, and let's talk chocolate chips. So, you know, if we grew up on uh, your Nestle chocolate chips, um, what are a better alternative? And these would be one of my favorite brands. It's called Equal Exchange, and this is um, fair trade chocolate. It is 70% cacao. They also have 55%, which is more, it's closer to a milk chocolate taste, but um, these um just this is just made with quality ingredients, so that's what I use. I also use um, carob chips. I love carob. Carob is also a bean, like like uh, cacao or cocoa bean, um, and they but they are full of a lot more antioxidants. They're high in B vitamins, and so their nutritional value is just superior. And I love the Australian Carob Company is my favorite for that. So again, I had my heat too high on the last nut butter, but you can see here how this is nice, and um, I just want to be able to string it over these apples.
0: And Shani,
3: where do you do you order a lot of your stuff offline, like off of Thrive Market or? Um awesome.
2: is definitely one that I recommend. I also order off of uh, Vitacost, they carry okay. a lot of stuff, and then I try to support my local um natural food stores as okay. much as possible. So that's where I get most of my stuff. Um Natural Grocers is um one. And then like I said, they have just local ones that you know, well, most of your local ones, like if they don't have it, a lot of them will order it for you. Yes. And um, so I really try to do most of mine through there.
3: And I want people to understand that it's not more expensive. I shop mainly at my local co-op grocery store and it's actually less money than if I would go to like one of the chain grocery stores near me, yeah. because it's once you start getting used to buying the organic and you learned how to shop on sale as well. Like I just was there today and I was like, oh, I'm going to stock up some of my favorite things that my kids do like um i have teenagers so i'm real i have got some processed food still it it was on sale so oh this looks so yummy
2: exactly and, that, and that's exactly what i do Naomi is um thank you for bringing that up because um i get that all the time i just can't i i just can't eat healthy it's too expensive and you know my first you know and people ask me how i do it and i say well and how i did it with my kids and i said I had number one it back again. They did a study in the fifties, and we spent twenty-one percent of our disposable income on food and eight about eight percent on healthcare. Well, today not only is it reversed, but though the healthcare number is growing even more, and because of the dollar store and you know these other big super you know uh, mart places that are making food so cheap and uh, that what's happening is, is that we're spending less and less. And so we've, and now we have other, we, in other words, we put our money towards these other technology gadgets and things in our life. And so most people, the way they do it is they pay everything and then what's left, that's what their food budget. And so what I try to tell people is I had to decide that I wanted to spend, I was going to spend my money at the grocery store versus the pharmacy because again when my kids were sick they i had to keep their medications on three separate pieces of paper because they were on different things for you know they all had different struggles from asthma to um skin issues to ear infections and it was exhausting and um and so when i made that decision that i was going to you know do this experiment for one year and obviously i never went back because it made such a huge difference in all of our lives but um, that was my first decision. And so I, I encourage people to sit, sit down and look at where they spend their money and start putting more money into the investment of, you know, taking care of your body and your mind and your spirit, because it's so important. And food affects all of those. Unfortunately, you know, food affects our mind. It affects our mood and it affects how we feel. And um, so, I was that's, that's a, but 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 going back to answer your or to comment on your Naomi, me just second um Amy is that when I see stuff on sale I will stock up It's the stuff like um artichokes you know they have artichokes that are just in water and I use artichokes in all kinds of things and so but they're expensive you know to buy the artichokes from uh that are not marinated in bad oil and stuff like that and so but they'll go on sale for $1.50, you know, off or half off. And so I'll buy six jars, you know, same with the roasted red peppers, peppers are on the dirty dozen. And so I buy organic and they're expensive. So when they are on sale, I stock up and that's how that's another way that you can eat healthy. And, you know, all of when you're cooking with real food, especially like beans and potatoes, they're not expensive at all, you know, onions, garlic, um, they're just not. And so when you really um, take a little bit of time to plan and just a little bit of practice and making it a habit, it becomes really fun. And it's not not like, oh, my gosh, I got to go do this. You know, it's not a drudgery. You actually look forward to it because your palate knows the flavor that's coming. Right. And your body knows the energy that's coming.
1: Yeah, I love it.
2: So after we get the, you know, the, um, I didn't melt this as much as I usually do. Um, I usually get it a little bit stringier and it will depend on the thickness of the nut butter, you know, that you're using. And, but then we just decorate them. So I just will sprinkle on a few nuts and then a few chocolate chips. And then I'll also for holiday. What did I do with my, here we go. Um, You know, a little snow topping of unsweetened shredded coconut. Mm. But I've taken this to many parties and it's just, you know, it's a hit. I mean, like everybody wipes it out. Right. (laughs) And, um, but again, you're eating real food. Like there's nothing on here that you can't pronounce. Right. There's nothing. um, There's not chemicals in any of this. And so, the body is going to, you know, I don't have to worry about getting, you know, having a sugar spike and then a sugar crash because most of the sugar on this pat on this plate is from the apples, right? And again, apples are so great, especially at this time of year when they are, you know, a fresh crop. Apples you can eat year round, but especially in the fall um, when they are, you know, in season, shall we say, where they're um, right off the tree, and so. I'm going to just take you guys back here to my back counter. So I have a couple of other platters that I put together for parties as well. And these are just some Christmas trees that are made out of fruit. You can also make them out of vegetables. Like you could make them out of cucumbers, you know, um, green and red peppers as well. These are made with kiwi and berries and grapes and apples. And you see the the trunks on the trees. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple of different, um, ideas for trunks. Um, <laughs> I've got some, um, Pamela's makes some. Oh, my green word. Green okay. Okay. And so you can uh, use this as your tree trunk. Um, I've also got some fig bars, mm-hmm. The camera okay. here. some fig bars, and I'll show you how this just makes a fun little tree trunk on a Christmas tree. You can see right here. Oh, yeah. And then another idea, if you didn't want to use um, that, is you can take, get these out, a dehydrated banana. And you can see this kind of looks like a tree trunk. And so you can just uh, cut this and use it as a tree trunk as well. And so there's lots of different uh, ways. But I just got some green apples, again, that I, I wedged and... I put um, in some lemon juice. So we're just gonna build the outside of this tree. And then we're gonna fill the inside with grapes and raspberries and blueberries. And again, this is something really fun to get the family involved with. And then of course
3: your raspberries and blueberries become your tree decorations. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, Shandy, the anytime I cut up veggies or anything when I have my my daughters have friends over, and if uh-huh. I was out on the counter, if I make a hummus or like a guac and have that they will pick that up and they'll eat it. So it's yeah. just a matter of having, it's almost that convenience. Mm-hmm. And it's even for myself. If I have stuff already pre-cut up and it's out, I'll, I'll eat it.
1: Oh, I was going to share, I read an article this morning about a guy that started a garden. It's it's a, like a 10th of an acre. And he produces over 6,000 pounds of produce a year through this of an acre so you don't need a ton of space to have a garden and not only he saves $75,000 a year by growing his own food and eats off this that he produces plus he makes another $20,000 a year because he sells the extra produce um in like a local market or, or whatever so it was like oh my gosh you know, and look at on
2: on such as in such a small space. Yeah.
1: And that's another thing that I,
2: you know, like to talk teach people is that you just grow something, you know,
1: um, what he talked about is like if he had I can't even remember a bigger vegetable, then he would put the lettuces underneath of it. And he he actually said the crowding means, you know, it it, it makes it so he I mean, he doesn't use any chemicals. Right. Um, any pesticides, any of that in the overcrowding, the, the produce actually makes it healthier.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. That's, uh, that's an awesome concept. And um, it, it really just is motivating. Right. Like it, he makes it. Yeah. I've seen him before. Like it. And that's what I try to teach people in the kitchen is. You just have you have to be able to see that it's possible for yourself, yeah. and when you when that when that clicks and connects, then it's like okay, I can do this, you know. But I mean, look at how beautiful this little tree is.
1: That is so cute. Um, and I just took That's some
2: raspberries awesome. and made a star, and you know. Um, but again, you can do that, and uh, like I showed you the picture, you can do that with kiwi as well, and then use the berries, the the blue and the red berries as or as your um, decorations. And, um, but Mm -hmm. these are just, uh, again, it's just getting, getting back in the kitchen, you taking real food and making a bunch of party stuff because, you know, we all, we all love to party. We love to be at a party. We love to eat at parties. And this is a way that you can actually leave the party and not go into that coma. Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, um, is you know, so um, it's just so rampant and so popular right now. It's, you know, same with Thanksgiving. You know, we, everybody um, will say, well, it's just one meal. And unfortunately, and, and yes, they're right, it is just one meal. But what that one meal does to kind of domino into our eating habits for the rest of the holidays, that's where the issue is. Yes. And so um, what I like to teach people to do is eat twice on Thanksgiving, but you're, you're actually just taking just a spoonful of things. And again, half of your plate is, is full of this, you know, Thanksgiving salad is what I call it. The thankful salad that has, so many things in it from, you know, your pomegranates to your cranberries and just Mm. all different kinds of, you know, you can add wild rice and, you know, but every different color of vegetable, there's so many different vegetables and we get in a rut and we ended up, we end up using the same things. And so that's another one of my challenges to families is every week when you go shopping, number one, go as a family. And, um, pick something out that you haven't eaten before and then go home. And there's so many recipes out there and that you can find to experiment. And, but we have to, we have to expand that, you know, our, our variety of, and what we eat. And um, I'm trying to think what else I was going to tell you guys. So um, part of my, um, the, the gift that everyone's getting is my four secrets to going to a party and ways that you can actually enjoy the party, but not leave the party, you know, having uh, destroyed your, uh, your body's energy for the next day or your ability, your body's ability to go home and actually get a good night's sleep. So um, I'm excited for, you know, everybody to just put those in, in practice. But one of the tips is, you know, let's just say that you're going out to you're meeting some friends at a restaurant um a lot of the the food at restaurant is number one it's just super high in carbs but it's also loaded with mostly the bad kind of fats that are really destructive to our health and so uh, one a couple things you can do um you can share an entree with somebody and then just have a big salad um a couple of restaurants that I've been to recently what I like to do is order off of the side menu and so I will get I, I got a side of asparagus, a side of black beans. I got a Caesar salad with no croutons because, of course, the croutons are nothing but white flour, which turns to white, which turns to sugar quickly mm-hmm. um, in our body. And um, and then they have the bad oil and the chemical seasoning and everything in them. So I just have them eliminate that. And Most of the time, I'll have them eliminate the the uh, cheese as well. And I just get this nice dark green romaine, and then I just pile everything on top of it. So I'll put the black beans on top. If there's um, we were at a, a place where there was chips and salsa, you know, were brought to the table before the meal. So I use some of that salsa. I ordered a side of guacamole. So, you know, no oil um, because you know, the oil you're getting in a restaurant is not good. And so I use guacamole and salsa as kind of the toppings and uh, grilled asparagus. You know, they, most restaurants will have several different sides to choose mm-hmm. from. And you can put together, you know, a great meal. Another one I went to, I got a baked potato and I did the same thing. I ordered all these sides and I piled it in the baked potato, but no cheese, no oil, you know, and it was it was delicious and I had a great time and nobody cared that I ordered, you know, three or four different sides and, you know, had an, a, a different meal, if you will, than uh, what they ordered. And uh, so it can be done. You know, you can make, there are, there are choices. There are good choices at every place, and you know that you would go to um, to meet with friends. But especially when you're at home, um, make the holidays fun, and just you know, it just like my heart just swells during the holidays because there's so many possibilities of ways to make um, really happy food. is what I call it, right? And uh, in in little time, so. Um, is, are there, do we have any questions from anybody?
1: Yeah, we just have comments that are coming in. Um, thank you. I better get to cooking. Homage hummus is our favorite. Hakama is a great prebiotic that they're commenting on. Yes, it um, is. You have showed us so many different things that we can create and make. And everybody, we've been um, scrolling uh, Shandi's website here, which is showmehealthyliving.com. And they can um, go in there to get the free gift, right? The Four Secrets to Going to a Party. Is a, is it a, through your website?
2: Um, actually, there's another link for that. And um, so um, I'll make, you have it. I'll make sure that we get it. So that it's up for but them. I,
1: I will put it with, when we put, when we post this up or once it goes in there, then I'll come back and I'll edit it with that, with that link for everybody.
2: Yeah. So the free gift has a link. The, um, the holiday fuel has it has its own link as well. Okay. And um, I'll grab those. I and then I know you guys are doing drawings throughout mm-hmm. this yes. time. And so um I, I'm also giving a free a year membership to um, show me healthy living and so that's one of your prizes and so you guys have that and um, i just I'm just so excited for to share this information because it literally has changed my life for the last three decades and um, and I know that you know that it's now my, responsibility, you know, my privilege to be able to share it and to help families all over the world get back in the kitchen, because it's really important that um, we have good health to be able to, because we all came here with gifts to share. And when, when you're feeling good, that's when you can do good. And um, when you're not, then you just, again, you know, your life is compromised. And, um, life is too short to live in a state where you always feel, you know, worse than you'd like to feel.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, Shandy, thank you so much for sharing, you know, just your true passion shows and everything that you've done here. And really, these are some great, easy party tip foods, um, you know, really w- great ways for us to get started with the holidays. Naomi, do you have anything? I'll no, besides that,
3: I'm starving, and I'm, <laughs> you can send me your address, because I'll be right over.
1: I um, wish you were, I wish you could
2: just come right over to Montana, and just enjoy. <laughs> awesome. It's absolutely it's
3: wonderful. So, thank you so much for sharing your kitchen with us, and your tips and tricks.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's just been a wonderful time, and thank you so much for uh, putting together this holiday survival guide that everyone needs. So, thanks again. You bet.